Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host for Left Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. If you're listening to this, you're probably as disappointed as I am. And when I say that, this Monday show was not supposed to be another pseudo preview of a game yet to happen. We did all that last week. What else is there to be said about this upcoming game? You know, that's that's the question that I asked myself. We'll get to that. But the Steelers game got postponed. You've heard all of the breaking news podcasts from Brian Anthony Davis. You heard from Brian on Bad Language on Sunday. Going to be a little bit of a different schedule. Um, tomorrow, Tuesday, I'm going to have winners and losers in the morning no matter what. But folks, the game being postponed was crazy. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to my thoughts on the game being postponed. But the playoffs are underway. And as I record this podcast, the Detroit Lions and Los Angeles Rams are going head-to-head at Ford Field. But think about the upsets that have already happened. Houston hangs up a 40-plus point outing against the Cleveland Browns. They win. I don't think the Kansas City game was a shock to anyone that's been following the NFL. And then you see that the Dallas Cowboys get routed by Jordan Love and the Packers. If anything, watching those games over the weekend makes, I guess it just kind of further emphasizes to me that upsets can happen. Upsets happen all the time. And so when you see this this line for the Buffalo Bills and Pittsburgh Steelers, which we'll talk about that shortly, it hasn't really moved too much. You're like, wow, well, the, the, the sports books clearly think the Bills are still the, the odds-on favorite. However... Upsets happen, right? Seven point, I think seven and a half was the final line I saw on the Cowboys and Packers in Dallas. They they went out right, blow their doors off. But let's talk about the game being postponed. It's a lot of Steeler fans online, and, and there's there's some Buffalo fans chirping too about how the game should have been moved to a neutral site, how it should have been played as is. This is a this is a safety thing. And when I have, when we see Alan Saunders and Alan Saunders Steelers afternoon drive podcast is on our fans for sports network. And he's been on my show a bunch of times. He's a uh, real accommodating. He's always willing to come on and, and be a part of the program when he's there boots on the ground. And he's showing video saying, yeah, we got about two feet of snow here. It's a safety thing, guys. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I feel awful for the people that were going to go to this game. And maybe now they can't. Or I feel awful for the people that were going to be able to watch the game at Sunday at one o'clock, and now they can't because they have to work. Now, it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. A lot of folks have that day off, but a lot of people still have to go and work. And so for those of you that are going to maybe miss the game or have to record the game and catch back, I, I feel awful, awful for you. But the Steelers couldn't even get to Buffalo. That's what this was about. This wasn't about clearing the snow from the stadium. This wasn't about any of that. The Steelers were grounded in Pittsburgh. The Buffalo airport, wherever that airport is, I don't know if it's Orchard Park, whatever, they were not, the, the, the flights were grounded. They, they weren't even, no one could fly into that airport with the weather the way it was. That's where it came from. And it almost was moved again. There were rumors that if the weather wasn't going to start improving, which it is, uh, that they weren't going to be able to clear the runways. They weren't going to be able to have anyone coming into Buffalo. Therefore, they would have had to move the game somewhere else or delay it another day. 
it's it's a fiasco. It's a fiasco, but it's not anyone's fault. You know, it's Roger Goodell, not Roger Goodell's fault. It's not the governor of New York who had a funny little slip up in her message to the people of New York and Western New York and in that area in Orchard Park. It's not anyone's fault. It's Mother Nature, man. It reared its ugly head and it dumped a bunch of snow right there on that area. I do want to say, though, it was announced that whoever wins the game, Buffalo or Pittsburgh, will play on Sunday next week. So it depends. If the Bills win, I think they go to Kansas City. That would be on Sunday. Houston's going to play on Saturday, I believe, no matter what. So if you're wondering, is the NFL going to screw the Steelers if they beat the Bills? upset the bills as a number seven seed. No, they're not. I mean, they, I, I don't think they're going to extend the next week to Monday, but they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't be playing on Saturday. They wouldn't re- request a Monday to Saturday type of week. That's not, that's not fair for the postseason. So there you have that. Now for me, when I approach this podcast, you know, I mean, what else is there left to say? Cause I'll, let me give you a quick story. I was down in my, I've, with my brother and and my sister-in-law in Virginia. And there's something about that freaking house. My brother's house. If you, I think back to 2020, we spent Thanksgiving there and I was supposed to watch the Ravens and Steelers on Thanksgiving night with my parents. My dad would have been there. My mom, everyone was there and it was a lot of fun. We all wore like Steeler jerseys for our Thanksgiving day picture. And guess what happens? We all know what happens. The game gets delayed. It gets pushed back and then it gets eventually moved to, I think Wednesday, something crazy like that. Nonetheless, now here, I wasn't going to watch the game with them. I was actually going to come back to Maryland early on Sunday morning, but my dad and my brother were going to get to watch the game together. And then this happens. Now they're not going to, my parents are going to be leaving early uh, this morning to get back to West Virginia in time for the game at four 30. There's just something about that house, man. I don't know what it is, but it's not good for the Steelers in terms of being playing games when they're actually scheduled to be played. But what else is there to say about this game? We spent all last week, all last week, we had behind enemy lines. We had all that stuff. Nonetheless, the one thing that comes to mind, the one thing that I can't get out of my mind, when this news broke, I was actually at a drive. I was at, uh, I think it was called Drive Shack. It's kind of like a Top Golf, uh, a, com- a competitor of Top Golf. And it was a lot of fun. We were having a blast. And all of a sudden, my phone buzzes. And my wife says, hey, you might want to see this. And it's an ESPN alert saying, breaking news, Steelers game postponed. And from that moment on, I was thinking to myself, this postponement, them moving the game, even just from Sunday at 1 to Monday at 4.30 p.m., does this favor one team over another? That was what was going through my mind. Does this somehow give the Bills an advantage? Does this somehow give the Steelers an advantage? So I thought long and hard about that. And I was like, you know, trying to back and forth. Ended up breaking down a lot of numbers. And I I looked at a lot of different stats, and I looked at both season-wide stats. I looked at the last three games and the Steelers winning their last three and Buffalo's won their last five. I ended up looking up a lot of stats here. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And this show is not going to be as long as it typically is. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the numbers and see if, not a guarantee, but if there is one team that benefits more than the other 
from this game being postponed to Monday at 4.30. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Monday, this weird Monday where it's kind of like a preview for the game, yet we don't really have much to preview because we already did all that last week. Nonetheless, here we go. Let's talk about these numbers. I teased that before the break. I talked about how, what were the numbers and what exactly are they looking like in terms of does this favor one team over the other? The first thing is let's talk about the forecast. Let's talk about what the weather's supposed to be on Monday, today, 4.30 p.m. Look, it's not it's not going to be great. Let's get that out of the way right now. It's not going to be like blue skies and 43 degrees and all of a sudden like no wind and calm. Now, it's supposed to be a high of like 19. And this comes from Jeremy Betts, by the way. So I take him at his word. If he messed it up, I'm going to be pissed. But no, it's like this. It's supposed to be a high of 19 degrees, a low of like 11 with winds anywhere from 10 to 15 miles per hour. It's still going to be a difficult day at the office for the offensive side of the football. So let's get that out of the way right out of the gate that the weather is still not going to be great. Is it going to be whiteout conditions? No. Blizzard conditions? No. They had that, but no, not today on Monday. Is it going to be, are they going to be conditions that could hinder moving the ball through the air? That was something that I was very interested in. Will these new conditions somehow hinder them passing the ball? Because when we thought the game was going to be played on Sunday, that was, oh my gosh, no one's going to be able to throw the ball. Go back to a couple years ago when Mac Jones and Josh Allen and Buffalo Patriots Bills, I think they threw the ball combined four times in the entire game. It was atrocious. So we all kind of thought, okay, it's going to favor the ground game. But I don't know. The day and time changing made me think. It made me think. And by the way, there's still a chance of snow. 35% chance of snow. So it's, it made me think, okay, Everyone's now saying that Josh Allen and the, and the Bills offense are going to be able to just open it up and light up the Steelers. Well, the first thing that makes me pause is that when I looked at the major sports books, and I'm talking about the major sports books, your DraftKings, your FanDuel, stuff like that. When I looked at those sports books, two things, if they changed at all, it was barely changed. And that was the overall spread. It went from some some places, a 10-point spread to 10.5. That was it. And then there were places that were the overall total went from 36 to maybe 37, 37.5. So when I saw that, my first thought was the sports books, they don't necessarily see it that way. Sports books don't always get it right. Okay, but the, the way they set their lines is to move money. And so when I saw that the lines didn't move drastically, for instance, the total didn't go up. They're still seeing this is going to be a game that scoring is going to be at a premium. They're not going to be the 45 points where Cleveland gets 45 or whatever the total was hung up on them or Dallas gets 40 hung up on them. Could it happen? Yes. Is it likely in these conditions? No. 
Think back to the Kansas City game. I did not watch it because of the stupid Peacock thing, but I did see a lot of highlights. I was following it on my phone. That Moving the football was not easy, especially for Miami, not used to those conditions. Steelers, Bills, I would say they're both kind of used to those conditions. So while everyone, the national media is saying this benefits Josh Allen, it benefits the Bills, I thought to myself, the Steelers' three-game winning streak, Mason Rudolph, I mean, he's actually had a pretty decent stretch here. So I looked at overall passing yards. The Steelers have, you know, versus Cincinnati, 284 yards. Seattle, 266 yards. Baltimore, 152. But we know that that was in like those really horrible conditions at rain, cold and rain. So then I started thinking about the fact that Gabe Davis, although he's not playing in the game, he's been ruled out. And I actually think that the the a lot of people on Twitter, when the news broke of the game being moved, hit me up and said, Jeff, can injury reports change now? And I didn't think they could, but come to find out, they actually could change them. Both teams said, no, we're not changing ours. The Steelers had nothing to change. TJ Watt was the only player that was ruled out. But Gabe Davis is not going to play in this game. And so now you really only have Stefan Diggs. And yeah, you have some other weapons. Kincaid and Knox at tight end. They're definitely going to have to worry about them. But I thought... Everyone's kind of just poo-pooing the Steelers' weapons here. I mean, think about George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. They have, during the Mason Rudolph three-game stretch, have illustrated how big play, quick striking offense the Steelers have been. Think about the 70-yard touchdown pass against Baltimore. Think about George Pickens having a game against Cincinnati. George Pickens making plays against Seattle. So, while everyone in the national media that hasn't followed the Steelers that closely, I think we all need to remember that they have not followed this team closely and they have not watched these games week in and week out what they're not seeing. They're not seeing how the Steelers offense with Mason Rudolph and say what you want about the opposition. They're making plays down the field. So I still think though, with the conditions that it's not going to be a let's air it out type game. It is going to be a game that it's going to be down to running the football. So what I did, and I I wrote this in my letter from the editor, which ran on Sunday morning. I said, you know, if the wind, the snow, and all that stuff is going to be an issue, let's take a look at the running game of both teams. Now, the rushing yards per game, let's look at those averages. Buffalo averaged 130.1 yards per game on the ground. Not bad, right? Pittsburgh averaged 118.2 yards per game. You look at the yards per carry, very even. Buffalo 4.3, Pittsburgh 4.1. So when you that's that's the entire season of work, the total body of work from the running perspective. Now, the Steelers' last three games, though, Pittsburgh has run the ball extremely well. What about Buffalo in the same span, three games? Buffalo, let's go back and look at their three games. Go back three weeks at the L.A. Chargers. They had 105 yards. At home versus the New England Patriots, 127 yards. And then they go to Miami Dolphins in Week 18, Sunday Night Football. They rushed for 128 yards. In that three-game stretch, they have averaged 120 yards per game. That's, That's a good number. That's a really good number. So let's look at the Steelers. Go back three weeks. Against the Cincinnati Bengals, they rushed for 113 yards. At the Seattle Seahawks in Week 17, they rushed for 202 yards. 
And then at the Baltimore Ravens to finish up the regular season, they rushed for 155 yards. In that three-game stretch, the Steelers have averaged 156 yards on the ground. So compare that 156 to the 120 of Buffalo advantage Pittsburgh. Now, New England is a very good run defense that the Buffalo Bills faced. Miami, not so much. L.A., no. So you see these averages and definitely makes you think that the Steelers would be capable of running the football. And that's really important to note. Now, here's what I love about the Steel Curtain Network. The Steel Curtain Network has a comment section. If you've never been to SteelCurtainNetwork.com, go check it out. I, we have all these listeners, and I know that you all have your homes that you like to go and you like to read articles. And We do have a comment section, and we're working on it, and we're looking to improve our website. Probably not till this offseason, but that is on the docket. Trust me. So one of our readers, he, he, goes, he or she goes by the, the name Fourth and Inches. They write this, and I thought this was very, very good addition to my article because I focused on the offensive numbers, and they said, good rundown of the offensive numbers, but let's look at the defensive rushing numbers per game average. So now we're flipping the script here, and we're looking at the defensive side. So if the Steelers run offense, the last three games has been dominant. The Buffalo Bills have run the ball well all season. What about these defenses? So the Steelers in the full season have allowed 115.1 yards per game. They're allowing 4.3 yards per carry, and the attempts per game, 26.7. In their last three games, the Steelers have allowed 4.5 yards per carry, 84.3 yards per game, and an 18.7 attempts per game. Remember, the Steelers have been winning by large margins. The opposition is not allowed, not been given the opportunity to throw their, their to run their way back into games they've had to throw it. So compare that to the Bills' defense. They're allowing 110.6, very similar to Pittsburgh. They've been giving up 4.6 yards per carry, and they've been averaging 24.1 attempts per game. Now, their last three games, they've had 103. Yards allowed, yards per carry 4.4, and the average rushing, uh, average attempts per game is 23.7. So, this fourth and inches continues. I'll read this directly from the comment section. The Bills overall spend far more time with a lead, net points plus 140 versus minus 20 for the Steelers, but opponents' rushing attempts per game is basically the same for both teams. In my opinion, that's his opinion or her opinion. That implies the offensive coordinators are more willing to rush against the Bills defense when behind, or maybe it means opponent opponents, offensive coordinators wanted to test the Steelers secondary more. Looking at the Steelers last three versus the full season sort of backs that up. The attempts per game clearly shows opponents shifted to passing when behind. So, some really interesting numbers as you go into this Steelers versus Bills game. I honestly don't know what else there is to say about this game. I said that earlier in the show, and I, I'm going to reiterate it. That, that We have talked about this game seemingly ad nauseum. Rightfully so, but the Steelers played on Saturday in Week 18, and now they're having to wait all the way till Monday. So it's a long layoff, and it's, a great, it's a great for a player like Isaac Sayamalu and Najee Harris, who are clearly banged up, but not to the point where they're not going to be able to play. It gives them another day of rest. It gives someone like Minka Fitzpatrick another day. DeMonte KZ gets him another day of getting acclimated to 
being around the team again. Cause I didn't realize this when the guy's on a suspension list, he cannot communicate with his team officially at all. You know, he can't attend meetings. He can't go into the facility. He can't work out with the guys really does. That's really awful. And so he's going to have that time to kind of get reacclimated. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this game and how it plays out. I do think the passing game is going to be more of, of a thing than it was thought to be on when they were going to play on Sunday. But, you know, I'm going to stick with my prediction. For those that listened on Friday, you want to go back and listen to that behind enemy line segment, you can to get the lowdown on the Bills, their injury situation. I talked with Jeremy Betts about AFC North predictions, which didn't really go the way we thought. Uh, nonetheless, my Steelers prediction, I'm keeping it the same. I still don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring. I don't think this is going to be a game where everyone's just going to be like, oh, this is fine. Like The conditions are so great. No, it's going to be rough. And I think it's going to be a running style game. And I think that plays into the Steelers' hands, both offensively and defensively. So my prediction, in case you missed it, was Steelers 17, Bills 16. And that would lead to a Sunday game in Baltimore in the divisional round, one seed versus seven seed. It would be fitting, though, that the Steelers would win right after the Packers beat the two seed in the Dallas Cowboys, being the first seven seed to ever win in, in, since they've changed to this format in the modern era. Therefore, the Steelers would be the second team to do so. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I'm sticking with my prediction. I want to know your prediction. Hit me up on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. But folks, it's game time. It is time for this game. Let's get this game underway. We're all excited. We're all ready for it. Make sure you're checking out SteelCurtainNetwork.com as well as all of our podcasts. Dave Schofield will have a last-minute thoughts podcast coming up today at 10 o'clock. Make sure you check that out. In the meantime, you know how I finish out all these shows. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great start to your week. Here we go, Steelers. Let's hope for another victory Tuesday. See you next time.